It's Lex and Stacy, Threesome Podcast 122. Hello, everybody. Hi, Lex. Today we got a... Hi, Stacy. Today we got a whole uh, myriad of things to get to. Starting off with... I just realized something about myself, Stacy. Uh-oh. I, since I was a little kid, never pull my fly up. I'm On we- your pants? I'm, yeah, I'm wearing jeans today, and I go to the bathroom and I go to pull my fly down and it's already down and I don't know if I ever told you this story but uh, my first instrument I learned how to play was drums and I got to do a drum solo in front of uh, the school for little drummer boy for Christmas (laughs) I like where this is going so I'm up there going rup pum pum rup pum pum you know I'm like I'm like oh, I got this I am feeling this and everybody's smiling I'm like oh this is cool oh, and Lex. so so I'm so I'm done and I go over to my mom and dad and, and they're both kind of laughing and uh my dad bends down and goes uh first good job second pull your fly up (laughs) and i looked down and my white shirt that i had tucked in my was the the was sticking out of the pants (laughs) so it wasn't even (laughs) yeah it was basically screaming look at me i was like look at me and then i realized everybody was smiling because they could see my fly was down and my shirt was poking out (laughs) thank god it was your shirt yeah Yeah, no doubt and, Positive. Uh, and and my mom's in tears. I mean, she's like <laughs> laughing, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I'm like, shut up, mom. <laughs> she goes, well, can we? <laughs> That's my boy. Yeah. yeah. My dad. My dad goes, she'll be all right. We gotta care. <laughs> And my sister, my sister's like leaning on her shoulder crying, you know, it's just totally at my expense. The whole fucking school saw it. You know, for, luckily it was Christmas break. So by the time we came back, I didn't have to live with it too much. You know, there was a couple of girls going, is your fly up, Lax? <laughs> like, shut up, you. 
I'm so sorry. Yeah. But see, but, that helps shape the man you are today. But the, I mean, anytime I wear pants with a fly, Lisa's like Lex. Lex. Honey. Lex. Sweetie. Why's your fly always down, Lex? It's easy, Lisa. I'm banging somebody else. <laughs> Clearly. Any chance I get, therefore I just leave it down. Okay? <laughs> easy access. In, out. Gone. She goes, okay, that's fine. I'm just wondering why it's down all the time. <laughs> she never gives me any wins. It sucks. <laughs> I don't even get a really? You know, it's just, it's just. Well, because you know why? She can tell by looking at your crotch. If, 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 if that was the case, say you were, you just were sliding him out running around pollinating everywhere <laughs> there would be <laughs> police <laughs> a, for well, that too. <laughs> but like a little snail trail around right. the opening you know of course every guy's had that girl let me smell your penis to see if you've had sex <laughs> and of course my smart ass answer was so you know what pussy smells like I can say I've never done that. And they're like, no. <laughs> I'm like, I, you guys have explained it to do. Because the way I see it, I should be able to get all up in everybody, and you have no fucking idea what that smells like. See, I would think that it would be more obvious because yeah. there would be probably hints of, like, perfume. You can you can smell other people on people. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, girls can smell it just... By the guy's reaction. They don't even need to smell. They just And Lex can actually smell it because he's part bloodhound. I can only smell it if you're dying. <laughs> That's my gift. <laughs> people can By act- the time Lex smells you, it's far too late. People people could come up to me and go, Lex, you ever had bad pooty? And I'm like, Nope. <laughs> nope, that's my gift. When you get out of the car at the mall at the far end of the parking lot, I know you're dying. That's so funny. I've had three successful diagnoses. It's just funny because I know we've talked about it before and you've explained how delicate that you are with it. But it's one of those awkward things when, you know, especially in this day and age, when you're working with a woman, you can't really just walk up to her and say, hey, you probably should go have your pussy checked out. There's something really wrong with it because that's a lawsuit. Here's how bad it is. Uh, I was in a I worked in a sales den full of chicks and somebody was dying. And I didn't know who. I just knew somebody was. So this is before HR and people getting pissed off and all that. Uh, we refer to it as the good old days. And <laughs> When men could grab pussies freely with no ramifications. I never grabbed, but it's like you could joke. And you but he'd could, sniff them. And I just, I just went, somebody in here is not feeling well. Always so tactful. Yes. Anyway, have a nice day. (laughs) Well, about a month later, one of them goes to the hospital for that. And 
one astute woman pulled me aside and she goes, I'll never forget uh, what you said about a month ago. I said, yeah, it's true. I know bad pooty when I smell it. (laughs) She's like, that's amazing. I mean, you should like walk around hospitals and stuff. I'm like, I don't want to walk around hospitals. That's what a fucked up job that would be. Here, let me quit my radio job and go walk around Children's Hospital. Fuck that. Well, I don't think she said children. Yeah. And first of all, you shouldn't ever like associate sniffing pooty with with kids. Just, I'm just walk saying. away from that one. I'm just saying. You know, it's like you know, it was under the guise of catching it early. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's early. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. I literally can be hundreds of feet away and know if somebody's walked through there that's got issues. Do you do you just smell pussy all the time and then you can tell when something's wrong? Or is it just no, that it, one scent it, it, that it was, makes its way through your olfactory it's just, system? It's just a scent. It's a, you know, I don't know if it's pheromonal in nature or why I pick up on it or whatever, but it's like I'm the only one who smells it. I mean, we were in a car of five people, and it's like I was suffocating. It was so bad. And I was, like, sticking my nose out the window like a dog does because it was, like, 20 degrees outside. And they're like, she's like, do you want some air? And I said, desperately. And Peter was like, what's that all about? And I said, oh, my God, you didn't smell that? Seriously? I said, I said, it's horrible. Well, later on, we found out she had major issues, got them taken care of. Next time I came to town, hung out with her, was in cars with her, all that stuff, everything was good. Well, good. Never got talked about, but the boys noticed and have brought it up ever since. And I'm the, I'm the bad pooty whisperer. <laughs> Here's a t-shirt. Yeah. Speaking of which... Apparently, the idea of your um, Barishnikov of sex there, was a hit. There seem to be demands, so I guess With your I'm, passport photo. I guess I'm left to have to make it. You I didn't realize to. that me and Barishnikov would be on the same T-shirt, but okay. Just go with it. Don't question it. Embrace it. Okay. It's only like five of you that want it. It's really not. <laughs> hey, one. considering we tried selling T-shirts before and nobody wanted it at all, I'd say that's a huge, vast improvement. Well, it's not like uh, the podcast was had any age to it at the time. It was a little premature. Do you realize two and a half years we've been doing this? Oh my god! <laughs> it's the longest two and a half years of our lives. That was my really bad Morgan Freeman from Shawshank, by the way. <laughs> That's extremely bad. <laughs> I'm not good. <laughs> so I, I noticed something when I was watching this bad movie with Kevin Costner in it called The Love of the Game, where he's a Detroit Tigers pitcher in his 40s. Okay. And Kelly Preston's in it. But Does he come all over no. Kate Upton's back? No. Okay. Um, that was before that. Oh, okay. Uh, that was new when that happened. <laughs> um, and we're talking about Justin Verlander, but I guess he's the Justin Verlander in his 40s, and he's pitching one of his last games, and he pitches a perfect game. But uh, it, 
Did they, you just ruin the, the movie for the, me? The thing, uh, well, I mean, it's pretty. you pretty much figure once you're watching the movie, he's going to pitch a perfect game, but they put you through the paces anyway. It's a bad movie, yeah. Stacy. But the one okay. thing I noticed in it is that they used the same music when Andy Dufresne escaped. Really? Yeah. Is that even legal? It is if it's a published piece of music that was not made for the movie. I'm trying to remember you know, now. Maybe that's what was it? Maybe that's like a symphony from somewhere that they used or whatever. I mean, it's a beautiful yeah. piece of music. But it but it was the exact same music. I'm like, "Oh my god. How fucked up is that?" Hmm. You're stealing from Shawshank? You really can't get much more perfect than Shawshank when no. it comes to a movie no. and a story and everything. No, it is movie perfection. It, it is. It might. Be. I don't know. I've never heard anyone say, you know, I'm just not a big fan of Shawshank. No. It's definitely in my top five. Uh, probably the only guaranteed one of my top five that will always stay there is American Beauty. <laughs> oh, hang on, just because that, I'm going off on a tangent, and I apologize. Over the holidays, um, watched The Ref. Remember that? With yeah. uh, Dennis Leary and, and Kevin Spacey, yeah. and I don't know who the chick was. But um, I remember now why Kevin Spacey became a star, because he was actually almost borderline, like, hot when he was younger. And he was really good with the snarky, semi-comedic role. It was fun watching that movie. It came out in 94, which really depressed me. But if you're looking for something old to like, watch again, the ref still holds up. It was fun. Well, he's, he's done a lot of comedic parts. I just know him as like the young man stalking, preying on douchebag that he is now and it makes me sad because i remember why i used to be a kevin spacey fan now you got to separate that from the acting because he's brilliant and he is definitely i mean yes he has talent i get that but sometimes you can't sometimes you cannot remove your you know the person like woody allen sorry roman polanski sorry yeah i understand but at the same time when I saw American Beauty, I was 43 years old, and so was he in the movie, and the parallel lives was just... <laughs> what Lex is trying to say yeah. is he jerked off in the bathroom shower a lot. No, what I'm trying to say is that I was... He was fucking I was, his uh, daughter's was, cheerleader friends. I was Lester Burnham. And my daughter was only five at the time, so fuck you, Stacy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> no, it's just a really relatable movie as far as the marriage part goes. I mean, that one scene where he throws the asparagus against the wall and just says calmly, don't interrupt me, honey. <laughs> Annette uh, Benning was really good. Those two together, that was a very good movie, yes. Yeah. Really good is an understatement. <laughs> little too. I own that movie little, too. Little too close for my liking. <laughs> the whole thing was the whole thing was at the time was just all too in my face. 
and his rebellious nature was was uh, very liberating. Did it change your life, Lex? Maybe. Well, good. Maybe. I hope I don't, for the better. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, but it, it definitely had an impact, you know, when I when things would happen afterwards. I, I drew a lot of uh, confidence off that movie. Good. I'm not being snarky. Good. I'm glad that it, it gave you something. <clears throat> of course, the way he was in the office when he quit, you know, you know that that totally was me <laughs> <laughs> through my whole career. I never, I never really let bosses push me around in, at any point in my career. I have no idea what that feels like. It's amazing. I'll have to live vicariously through you. <laughs> it's just, uh, and it's just that scene. Uh, I just like so got him. You know, the guy, the guy goes, "Wow, you're one twisted fuck." <laughs> it's like now you just tried to push around the wrong guy. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> You're twisted, fucked up, you got power over me, shit doesn't work. Fuck you. <clears throat> Give me my severance, bitch. All of it. Before I go tell your boss that you jerk off little boys in our men's room. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched a movie that um, I don't relate to, but I now fully understand why Crispin Glover was even put on this earth. And it would be so that he could be in Willard. Willard Have you watched Willard? Willard the remake? Yeah, with Crispin Glover. Yeah, I'm I'm a Ben Davidson fan on that one from the original. I never saw the original. And I was actually surprised because it seems like Willard just came out and apparently that was 2003. I've lost like a decade somewhere, but um, he was just Haven't so we creepy. Haven't <laughs> He was really creepy, and the rats were... Crispin Glover was creepy in everything he was in. Do you know... I actually went and read about him on Wikipedia. Do you know what his middle name is? His real middle name? Left. Crispin Glover is his name. It's not a stage name. Um, it's Hellion. Crispin Hellion How can Glover. you not be in Hollywood and call yourself Hellion Glover? <laughs> actually, his dad was in uh, Goldfinger. He was one of the Bond bad guys. He, his dad's like an actor. You would totally recognize him if you saw him. I can't explain who he is, though. Yeah. Um, and he actually used Hellion as a stage name oh. for some part in his life. And then when his only child was born, he decided to give that to his middle name. Cool. Now you know more about Crispin Glover than I'm sure you ever hoped to know. <laughs> Yeah, I did, I, he's just so creepy. Him and Emo Phillips. <laughs> yeah, Emo Phillips. I never had time for him. <laughs> Is he even still alive? I just remember my friends going, Emo Phillips, he's so funny. I'm like, no, he isn't. Quit acting like he's funny just because he makes funny, stupid fucking faces. He's not funny. 
I remember just sitting Get there a watching it, like uh, uh, David Letterman with just like my <laughs> eyes squinchy, kind of going, yeah. huh? Get a good what? look at him because he's not staying long. <laughs> kind of like Polly Shore. Yeah. Polly Shore had a long and brilliant career next to Emo Phillips. And Yakov Smirnoff and whoever else. <laughs> I do not I do not like visual comedians. It's, a, it's like a pet peeve of mine. What was Tiny Tim? Was he a comedian? Was he a musician? What did he do? Besides play the ukulele and sing tiptoe through the tulips. I guess a little bit of both. But I wasn't a fan. And my my parents turned the channel every time he came on. (laughs) I think that was... He he actually would get my lazy fucking dad out of his chair to change the channel. <laughs> and kids today have no idea who we're talking I know. about. Tiny Tim. Because <laughs> he was this huge guy, it seemed like, and he had this little tiny ukulele. <laughs> just... I remember he got married to the, the talentless Miss Vicky or whatever the fuck her name is. Yeah, I think it was Miss Vicky. Yeah. <clears throat> it was it was not that long before he died, I think. It seemed like he died like within a couple of years him. after that. I fucking hated him. Was he a regular on the Love Boat? He was a regular on Tonight Show. He was a regular on all kinds of shit and then not. Kind of like Jack Hanna. <laughs> yeah. You see Jack Hanna everywhere. It's like if they couldn't get a guest, it's like, Tiny Tim on the Tonight Show. It's like, <laughs> like for in, during the summertime, he was on once every two weeks. <laughs> yes. That's my childhood right you, there. You know, you know and, you, and, and usually not when Johnny was in. You know, Johnny would like take vacation and Joan Rivers would fill in or, you know, he'd make, he'd make them put up with that asshole. <laughs> Oh, memories. Yeah. <laughs> All I know is, for those of you that watch Jimmy Fallon and think he's the real deal, you need to go back and watch Johnny Carson. You know, it is actually shocking to go back and realize how old those shows are and then realize how really dirty they, some of them oh, were. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of innuendo, oh, you know, car- that's the, like... The Karnak <laughs> shit was dirty as hell. <laughs> he pissed off Arnold Palmer's wife. Yeah. Um, famously, like, I think yeah. she and, and Arnold never went on the show again or something, but she was talking about before he plays, uh-huh. and of course, she was very Christian, so she was not in any way making this dirty, but she was saying that before he, he'd play, she would... She would kiss his golf balls, except she just said balls. Yeah. I, I will kiss his balls. And Johnny's comment was, I bet you that makes his putter stand up. And she was <laughs> so offended by that that she never, ever went on the show and again. The, and the crowd went wild. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and our grandparents everywhere were teeing in their chairs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like it's a golden moment. <laughs> wow, I bet that made his putter stand up. <laughs> or Doc Severinsen being drunk and bitching about yeah. his ex-wife. Yeah. That's spectacular, when, when awkward all, TV right there. When we all thought he was gay to begin with. <laughs> I never thought Doc was. Oh, God, I did. 
Really? Yeah, go back and look at the clothing, please. Yeah, but see... Here's an ex-wife for a reason, because she caught him <laughs> with a dude. <laughs> Which is fine, but let's... Now that we know, we know. Hetero, uh, is, hetero dudes don't dress like that, Stacey. They just don't. But he he's, he never came out as gay, did he? Is he still alive no, or are they all back, dead now? Back then, you couldn't come out as gay at all. Your career Which was over. Which is funny yeah. because you think about all of the Midwestern housewives who loved Liberace. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know. And and there's no reason, obviously, him being gay, no reason for people to not like him and not him not have a career. But back then, it was just assumed that he wasn't gay. But now if you look at Liberace, you're like, there's no way he couldn't be gay. And your parents wouldn't speak of him being gay. You just knew he, no. was, di- you just knew he was different, but they never uttered a word, even though they knew. They suspected I honestly think like the seventies and stuff was still so sweetly innocent that it was just assumed no one was gay ever. No, because my, no, my dad and his friends would call each other cocksuckers and stuff like that. You know, so I don't think I don't know. That's just a bad name. I don't c I don't consider that a gay thing though. Like, I, drink, I recognize you cocksucker. it is. <laughs> Shut up, cocksucker. You shut up, suck, cocksucker. It's like, Dad, what's a cocksucker? Go to your room. This is adult time. 40 years from now, we're going to have a president named Trump. He can tell you all about it. Yeah. You'll have to wait till then, boy. <laughs> Son. And I'm like, Mom, what's a sucker? She's like... Did you really say that to your mother? Ask her. No, that? I said it like that. That's why I said oh. it like that. <laughs> and she goes, "Nothing you need to worry about, son. Go to bed." See, now I as a little girl and then I heard her go said, down and "Mom, yell. what's a cock?" I heard her go down and yell at my dad. <laughs> she goes, "What have I told you about saying shit around him?" <laughs> he just asked me what that is, asshole. <laughs> my dad goes, "Did you tell him?" <laughs> She's I like, no, you do it. Years. You tell him, cocksucker. <laughs> I'm like, you might as well just tell me what it is. You guys are downstairs just busting out. <laughs> you know, this isn't a very expensive home. I can hear all this <laughs> nice. over my headphones. <laughs> I used to hate bringing girls around the house because it was like, you're burning the fucking stakes. <laughs> You're burning the fucking steaks. Who's in control of the steaks? It's like, Jesus Christ. I really thought you were going to say, you know, there's nothing worse than listening to your parents have sex when you're trying to have sex yourself. I only uh, walked in on that once, and I was really, really young. So it was just like, yeah, 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 you go. Did you you know, or did you figure it out? Like, later in life, you went, oh, that's what they, oh, God. It was later, you know, I went, oh, that's what that was. (laughs) I thought he was hurting her. See, I remember, now now that I'm an adult, I get it, but, like, my mom and dad were teachers. They both worked during the week, blah, blah, blah. Saturday morning, Saturday and Sunday mornings, we were not allowed to go into their bedroom until they got up and got out of bed. (laughs) Yeah. 
Then I'm like, oh, oh, gotcha. Pretty much, oh, yeah. Pretty much the same deal here on Sunday. <laughs> Just Sunday. Because my dad was a car dealer, so he worked on Saturday. So Sunday was screw day. <laughs> I'd be down there with my fork and knife at 11 a.m. going, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that was the only time their bedroom door was ever locked. Yeah. We were talking on the uh, show this morning about little boy Rumspringa. Like, just stupid shit we did for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> like, Terry, one day was walking home, and he just picked up a pile of mud and threw it at somebody's house. And and it's like, I, there was I, neighbors right next to us had these bushes on the side of the house, and one day I just pulled them out of the ground for no reason whatsoever. Yes. And, I, and, yes. We, and we started getting flooded with calls of people once in their life doing something like that. All dudes, like... You know, yeah, we played tic-tac-toe on my neighbor's car with rocks, and we put our names on it. (laughs) (laughs) Stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, my God. It's like you And you you don't know why. Yeah. There's that moment where you're just like, you know, truly, when your parents were like, what were you thinking? And you go, I don't know. Complete sociopathic moment. Yeah. It's a good idea. I'm going to do it now. Yeah. It feels good. It's like... I must have walked by those bushes a thousand times without seeing them, looking at them. But that day, I turned the corner and I just went, those must come out. (laughs) Now, my dad has to answer for me. So we're standing there with the neighbors and everything. And he goes, did you do this? And I said, yes. And he says, okay, uh, why? And I went, I don't know. Something just told me to pull him out of the ground. So I did. I, I, he, and he goes, that's not good enough. And I said, well, you told me to tell the truth. That's the truth, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and he goes, go in the house. Go up to your room. So he smoothed it out with the neighbors and everything. So he comes up to the room and he says, okay, so you pull the bushes out. I don't know fucking why, but why throw them in our yard? Are you not smart enough to get away with something after you do it? And I said, I didn't think it was that bad. It's just bushes. And he said, it's bad. They're not yours. It's theirs. And now I have to pay for new bushes. He goes, but you're not going to walk on this. I'm like, well, what's going to happen? He goes, you'll see. So the next day, he takes me out to the woods. And he takes a like some masking tape. And he makes this square in the woods where all this growth is. And he says, since you like pulling things out of the ground so much, I want this area completely clean. We're talking about a 150, 200 square foot area where there's growth on every inch of it. (laughs) 
He goes, I want them pulled out of the ground. I don't want them broken off. I want it completely squeaky clean like this path over here. He goes, and over there, make a neat pile of uh, all your foliage. So, seven hours later, he comes back, and I'm like uh, two-thirds of the way done. Huge area. Huge fucking area. And it's completely clean. So I'm thinking he's going to let me off. So he goes, I just came to check on you. Now, granted, it's starting to get dark and a little creepy. <laughs> Perfect. And I said, um, I said, uh, yeah, I've been working real hard, Dad. He goes, it's good. And he turns around and starts walking back. And I start following him. He goes, what are you doing? That's your new bedroom. I said, I'm following you home. It's getting dark. He goes, so? Oh, he goes, oh, I brought you this. And he gives me a flashlight. <laughs> so I'm I'm like 60 pounds. I'm, it's taking all of my me to pull these things out of the ground, you know, because they've been there forever. Right, and those bushes came out so easily. Yeah, the bushes, you know, <laughs> bushes were just, plant, you know, had the, like, uh, burlap around them. It's like they came right out of the ground, you know. I just fell backwards holding on to it, and they just pulled out of the ground. I was like, ha, ha, ha. But no, not these. They were growing into Mother Earth for centuries. <laughs> Like that big sequoia that just yeah. fell down. Yeah, I mean, it, some of them were just like, I was having to like cut them off and cover them up with dirt. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and that son of a bitch, I was out there like ten hours before I was done, and I see these two little flashlights walking towards me, and it's him and my mother, and she's pissed. At him for leaving me out there. <laughs> and she goes, Come on. And he's like, You're not finished. She goes, Shut up. <laughs> Enough. He You're goes, not going to be pedophile bait anymore. So, on the way back, he says, Uh, because should be pretty easy for you to walk by those bushes now, huh? <laughs> I said, yes, sir. Real easy. He goes, all right. He goes, get cleaned up and go to bed. That's really funny. I, I can't think of anything as you've been talking. I've been trying to think. I can't think of anything offhand. But I know that there were, when I was a, a kid, I had a few moments of just not even thinking. I, I don't yeah. even know. And I, if, if someone had stopped me and said, before you do this, do you understand it's bad? I would probably have said, yeah, that is but, bad. I'm not going to do it. But, but no one stopped me, and it seemed like a good idea. But it seemed almost isolated to a little boy thing on the phones. You know, it, it, we, we opened it up to everybody, but it was all dudes, and it was all one-timer stupid fucking shit like that. I mean, just senseless, idiotic no reason like one of the guys said you know a friend of his came over and said hey i want to show you something cool and he had a tube of like gorilla glue and they threw it on the side of this guy's trailer 
and then the kid hands him the tube, and the guy walks out of the house and sees him. <laughs> he goes, I never did anything bad again after that. <laughs> you know what I did do? And this wasn't, I actually knew this was bad, and this was the point. I was raised Catholic and would go to catechism class with the nuns and things. And <laughs> I was always testing like, you know, I was raised that you don't take the Lord's name in vain. Yeah. So when I was alone, I would say God and Jesus yeah. and stuff. That was my early swearing, you know, and and wait to see if something bad was going to happen. I mean, this is like little, little kid yeah. rational, you know, and, and just was always testing and tempting, trying to figure out how bad I could be <laughs> before God really, really did something bad to me. And one night before... Did your butt hurt after I'm, that? What? Nothing. No. Go ahead. <laughs> Only none, so I never really dealt with the priests too much. Yeah. Um, and no, besides, you're a girl. I was female. Uh, yeah. None of you. <laughs> so we had no stopped at the them. store prior to catechism class, and um, I stole a candy bar. <gasps> I know. And put it in my pocket. And was like, the, the thrill of stealing and all this stuff, you know, I'm like nine, maybe, and get to catechism, and then sit there in class, eating my stolen candy bar, listening to the nun talk, <laughs> trying to go, okay, God, what else do I yeah. have to do? Yeah. Time to push the envelope. <laughs> time, to, time for armed robbery. <laughs> Luckily, it never got that far. But the only, the only other stupid thing I did was uh, my dad would get dry cleaning back, and they would stick these plastic sticks in the neck of the shirt to keep it. Yes. Uh, well, he uh, would pull those things out of his shirt and just put them to the side of the sink. And my dad was a smoker, so he had this lighter that was not flame. It, it was like kind of a like. It gets when you light your a grill, torch. like when you light your grill. It's it's just a grid, you know, that you put your cigarette up to. Right. Yeah. There's no flame, but for some like a car lighter. Yeah, exactly. But for okay. some reason, I w it was fascinating to me to push the button, make that thing turn orange, and melt those sticks on it. <laughs> so of course. So. Finally, one day, I went too far, and it melted onto the grid of the thing and fucked it up. You know, and that was a lighter that was given to him by his staff at work. Ah. Uh, so, so it was a lighter that meant something. So, yeah, it meant something to him. So, you know, of course, I melt this thing on there. I'm like, oh, I got to get out of here. You know, so he goes that night to light a cigarette, and, of course, it's blocked by a glob of plastic. And he comes downstairs. After going through the trash, and he has like a handful of these half-burnt sticks. <laughs> he goes, what on earth were you doing with these? <laughs> I said, it was really fun burning them on that lighter. It was, and, and he goes, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I'm like, no, it's just, I don't know why. I don't, he, he he said, that he goes, you realize that's messed up, right? And I said, yeah. It's a problem. Yeah. I need help, Dad. I said, 
I said, now that you put it like that, yeah, Dad, I do. <laughs> but God, was it fun. <laughs> it felt so good. Yeah, I mean, it's, oh, it, I mean it literally was a time-killing thing. It was just like... <laughs> You know, it's just, it's just like, oh, cool. And I knew those things meant nothing to him. He had thousands of them, you know, from his shirts. But that one lighter meant yeah. everything to him. Yeah. <laughs> and, and his kid in there burning stuff it meant something to him as well. I was waiting for you to say, like, melted plastic, like, went down the drain and, like, clogged all the plumbing in the house or something, no. you know. Because <laughs> that would have happened to me, I'm sure. <laughs> No, I mean, that's really the only two things I can think of that were, like, completely thoughtless and unprovoked and just happened. And and then, you know, I, I always, like, thought there was something wrong with me, you know, until I heard all these calls today and realized, no, that's like our little seven-year... And, and everybody was, like, seven and eight years old in their stories. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was almost like your rite of passage to move on to your teenage years or something. It, it, it was almost kind of like that. Like, okay, let's do something a little bad. It's time. <laughs> and none of this. Let's be really stupid when we do it. And none of the stuff was destructive towards other people. Just things. You know, it, it was. It was weird. It was like, oh my god. Right. There's something, uh, it, I, I just felt bad for some chick out there who's 25 and has two five-year-old boys, and she's just going, oh my God, what's going to happen? <laughs> I got two of these little fuckers. <laughs> yes. The couch. Yeah. <laughs> please, not the couch. We can't afford to yeah. replace it. Please, yeah. please, please. Please don't play tic-tac-toe with rocks on my car. <laughs> But, you know, other than just making it look bad, it would still be usable. I mean, I know that's not optimal, and I'm not yeah. making excuses and enabling, but, you know, a couch ripping the cushions open because you want to see what they're made of, <laughs> and, that's uh, kind of bad. And the the other two things was, you, you know, do you have monkey ball trees up there that have those big green softball-sized things that weigh about five pounds that fall off no. of trees that, that kind of look like human brains except green? No. Well, they they had them in Pittsburgh, and there was one tree in the whole neighborhood, and we would go collect those things and throw them. Ah, uh, uh, And, you know, we would throw them at each other, and they really hurt. <laughs> but one day, I'm sitting there by myself, and a car goes up the street, and I throw one at it. And it hits the rear bumper of the car. It didn't do any damage, but they slam on the brakes, and they start chasing me. Were you freaking out? Yeah. I would be I didn't, freaked I, out. I didn't get caught. But it, it, there was that. And then uh, my dad gave me a fishing pole. And with it was a practice, like, weighted thing. Uh, and yeah. And I was practicing. He was going to take me camping. So I was practicing casts. And... It would go out in the middle of the street, and then I'd reel it in. You know, I was, like, just trying to practice. Well, a couple of my friends came along, and I cast it out in the middle of the street. And they said, they said, what are you trying to do, catch a car? <laughs> ding, 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 ding. And I said, no, I'm just practicing. And while I'm talking to them, a car goes by, catches the line on the bumper, and pulls the <laughs> the rod right out of my hand it, it starts going up the street and it's going zzz, zzz, 
and pulls the rod right out of my hand, and it starts going 45 miles an hour up the street. It gets caught on a on a one of those young yearling tree posts and breaks. You know. Aww. And, and you never went camping. Well, did you? it broke the string. The the the, okay. the pole was okay. It was a little scratched up, but it was all right. But but it was so fucking funny. It's like, did you to catch a car? And this thing comes by and just. <laughs> I said, I guess so. <laughs> We're all laughing. It's like you can't plan that yeah, any better. Yeah, I mean, it was just like it was. It was like perfect timing. It was like. <laughs> The buzzer did go off a while ago. Yeah. Just so you know. <laughs> so basically, little boys, Satan, around the age seven, they yeah. will do something that yes. they are never going to be able to tell you why they did it. No, no idea whatsoever. There were no voices in the head or anything. It was just, you saw, you pulled out. <laughs> pure instinct. You're just pure. Kid. Just like, it's time for you to do something <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Or wrongier not than what super, you've been doing. Not super wrong, just <laughs> a little wrong. Nothing, nothing that hurts people or anything. Just a or mere, pets. a mere inconvenience. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to really piss your parents yeah, off. That's exactly. And and it's like the dads are almost. It's like he. I don't. I don't remember sensing him being super pissed off. Just confused. Like, why? Yeah, what perverted pleasure did you get out of pulling a fucking bush out of the ground? Or in what universe? Yeah. did you think this was a good idea? And, and I was like, I got no pleasure out of it. I got nothing out of it. It was. And now you're mad. Yeah, now I have to go do this shit. I'm Not with fair. you. It's stupid. I get it. <laughs> but that wasn't good enough for him. He needed a reason. And and now that I look back, I get why that's not acceptable. (laughs) Well, yeah. You usually know very shortly after the fact where you kind of go, huh, yeah. But I was telling him. That wasn't a good idea. I was telling him the truth. I was just like, I don't know. (laughs) I've walked by them a thousand times. (laughs) <laughs> they've done nothing to oh, me. They've done nothing they to me. They don't offend me. I wasn't annoyed by them or anything. It's just <laughs> that one day it was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went on my merry way. I didn't even think about it. Didn't even think there'd be re- repercussions. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're just in a totally different zone. Yeah, because after all, it's just a kid pulling a bush out of the ground. No big deal, right? Right. I mean, at the time, and at that time of of what something costs, what were they? Five dollars. <laughs> right. Yeah. But my dad made it sound like you know we weren't going to make the house payment having to pay those. <laughs> Wouldn't you have felt bad? We've lost the house yeah. now because you and your fucking bushes. Yeah. That was the difference between us being able to live or not. Way to go, asshole. <laughs> Your sister's adopted yeah. now because of you. Yeah. Your sister had to have sex with a European guy for us to make our house payment. Go tell her you're sorry. <laughs> sorry. Isn't that, a ball- that Hallmark card. <laughs> hey, hey Joette, sorry you had to have sex with that Emilio guy. 
worry about it. It was cool. <laughs> besides, She's I've crying had crying and besides, sitting very gingerly. Yeah, besides, I've had sex before. Just don't tell mom and dad. <laughs> Just not there. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we uh, digress. <laughs> Number 122 comes to an end. Woo-hoo. Now you know why we are the way we are. <laughs> yes. And now you know that Stacy's a dude and she tried she tried the forces as well. <laughs> the first girl today to admit it. <laughs> Which is a very dude thing to do. So with that we leave you. Goodbye, Stacy. Bye, Lex.